0: Bruce Exclusive, welcome back. Welcome back. I had a plan for this particular episode of the Bruce Exclusive. But as we know, best laid plans, you know, sometimes they don't work out. One of the famous phrases that I've always really loved is, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. I always think that's kind of funny. And that's kind of what happened this week. This week is not going to go the way that I planned for a couple reasons. Number one, you are going to get three episodes, not one, not two, three episodes of the Bruce exclusive this week. There will be an episode in your podcast feed on Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning. In addition to that, the contents changed a little bit because there's been a topic that has popped up on social media that I want to make sure I talk about while it is timely. If you are a new listener to The Bruce Exclusive and you weren't listening to this show during the 2020 season or during the 2019 season, then you would know that the Thursday episode weekly of The Bruce Exclusive is primarily based upon the narratives that have come out of the previous week's game. Every game has its own storyline, but it's not really manufactured at the time of the game. It's manufactured in the aftermath of the game. The narratives that start to spin out based on observations, based on content, based on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram interactions, the storyline starts to take shape. The reason why you won the game, the reason why you lost the game. And the Thursday episode of the Bruce Exclusive every week is primarily designed around that. Now, in the off-season... That's a little different, but not this week. This week, there was a narrative. And because there was a narrative, I kind of want to talk about it. And one of the narratives that was primarily started up by Baltimore Ravens fans on social media and has been a talking point thus far this particular week has been, did Stefan Diggs make Josh Allen? And on the surface, it seems like a completely ludicrous question. But really, what I want to do is I want to properly equip you, Bills fans, to be able to have this discussion based on logical points. That's one of the things we do here at the Bruce Exclusive. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the concept that Stefan Diggs could have made Josh Allen. So as we usually do, we're going to break this down into multiple points. The first point I want to make in response to that statement. That Stephon Diggs made Josh Allen is it's incredibly reductive. It's incredibly oversimplified. Are we really going to say that it's that easy? You add a receiver of Stephon Diggs's quality to a team and he makes a quarterback. Okay, why didn't he make Kirk Cousins? Why did Kirk Cousins never have a year as good as 2020? even though he had Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. His wide receiver core was better than Josh Allen's. Why have we consistently seen wide receivers at or better than Diggs's caliber not make quarterbacks? Why was Allen Robinson not able to make Mitch Trubisky? Why did that happen? So let's just start with, if wide receivers are capable of making quarterbacks, and it's not an overly reductive statement, then why hasn't it happened? A lot of other times. Why can you not give me an elite receiver who made a quarterback? If you give me one, I will listen. We go on and on about wins not being a quarterback stat. If wins are a quarterback stat and wide receivers make the quarterback, so are now wins like a wide receiver stat, is that how this works? Are we really going to get that reductive? that we're not going to acknowledge any of the complexities that go along with quarterback play aside from Diggs. That's it. Diggs made Allen. Why didn't Terrell Owens make Trent Edwards or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Last year, I made a Stefan Diggs coming to the Bills parallel with Terrell Owens going to the Eagles to help Donovan McNabb. You all know that Donovan McNabb has been a common comp for me and Josh Allen. Well, I'm here to tell you that 2020 was better than any year Donovan McNabb has ever had for Josh Allen. So the first point is it's reductive. The second point is if you think this, then Stefan Diggs is better than one of the best receivers to ever play the game ever. Because the jump that Allen made from 19 to 20 was far more significant than the jump that Donovan McNabb made when Terrell Owens came to the Eagles. In the four seasons immediately preceding the acquisition of Terrell Owens by the Philadelphia Eagles, Donovan McNabb had a completion percentage of 58, a touchdown percentage of 4.2, an interception percentage of 2.2, and a quarterback rating of 81.5. The year he had with Terrell Owens, his completion percentage jumped to 64. He had a 6.6 touchdown percentage, a 1.7 interception percentage, and his quarterback rating went to 104. In the two years immediately preceding the acquisition of Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen had a completion percentage of 56.3, a touchdown percentage of 3.8, an interception percentage of 2.7, and a passer rating of 78.2. After the acquisition of Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen had a completion percentage of 69.2, a touchdown percentage of 6.5, an interception percentage of 1.7. Ironically enough, those are very close to Donovan McNabb with a passer rating of 107.2. Josh Allen started lower than Donovan McNabb previously and went higher in an era where passing the ball is easier. If Stephon Diggs made Allen, Stephon Diggs is hands down not only the best receiver in the NFL, one of the best receivers in the history of football and better than Terrell Owens because he was able to, quote unquote, make a quarterback that started at a level beneath where Donovan McNabb was and got to a level above where Donovan McNabb was. All due to Stephon Diggs. Look at that. He made Josh Allen. If Stefan Diggs made Josh Allen, he's one of the best receivers in the history of football. So you willing to go there? Person making that argument? So the first talking point is it's reductive. One player doesn't make any one player. It completely ignores all of the team aspects of the game. There's a podcast that I'm planning on doing at some point this summer where I'm going to break down The 13 aspects that cause you to win or lose a football game. And I'm going to put them in a gigantic pie graph. As far as which ones I feel like are more important and which ones I feel are less important. 13 different individual aspects. These are aspects. These aren't even players. 53 players on a roster. 22 starters. One person is responsible. Way over reductive. And the second thing is, if you think that, Stephon Diggs, you better be willing to crown him the greatest receiver of at least this era and maybe one of the greatest receivers in the history of football already. Because if he's capable of doing that, then that's what he is. The next thing I want to talk about, as far as the third point, is a specific example of multiple other scenarios the quarterback didn't drop off a cliff after that receiver who supposedly made them, was no longer with the team. If you take every post-Terrell Owens year that Donovan McNabb had with the Philadelphia Eagles, touchdown percentage, 4.5, interception percentage, 2.0, completion percentage, 60, rating 89.6. He was better after Owens than he was before Owens. Now, he was at his best, with Owens. But that's not the argument that anybody would make in opposition to the Stefan Diggs made Josh Allen argument. The argument to counter that isn't Stephon Diggs had no effect whatsoever. Of course he had an effect. Good receivers have an effect on a quarterback. But that's not what the statement Stefan Diggs made Allen means. What it means is, in the absence of Diggs, you would see the same 2019 Josh Allen that you saw. And then when you counter with when Josh Allen was throwing targets that weren't Stephon Diggs, he still had a really good year. Then they'll say, look, that's the impact that a number one receiver can have on your offense. Donovan McNabb was better post-Terrell Owens than he was before Terrell Owens. Now, obviously he was best with Terrell Owens. No one's going to argue that you're not at your best when you have great weapons. No one's going to argue that. But maybe... Donovan McNabb was just developing. Maybe he was a speed option quarterback coming out of Syracuse and needed a significant amount of development in a West Coast Andy Reid system that people didn't necessarily think he was a great fit at when he came into the league. We are going to take a quick break. We are going to come back. We're going to look at some more examples. Stick with me. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this edition of the Bruce Exclusive, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. Welcome back. We have been tackling the response to the narrative that Stefan Diggs made Josh Allen in 2020. And to do this, we've been talking a little bit about first how reductive that is, and second off, if that's true then Stephon Diggs is one of the greatest receivers in the history of football. And thirdly, we've been giving examples of other receivers who people thought made their quarterbacks, and we're realizing that after that receiver left, they were still a good quarterback. Let's look at another example of somebody who was a quarterback who people thought was made by a wide receiver. Let's look at Matt Stafford. So in every single year during Calvin Johnson's career with the Detroit Lions. These are the averages for Matt Stafford. 61% completion percentage, 4.4 touchdown percentage, 2.7 interception percentage, 85.8 quarterback rating. 2015 was the last year for Calvin Johnson. So let's go 2016 to the end of his career, Matt Stafford's career, in Detroit. 65.2% completion percentage, 4.7% touchdown percentage, 1.8% interception percentage, quarterback rating 96. Matt Stafford was better after Calvin Johnson left from an efficiency standpoint than he was when Calvin Johnson was there. There's a reason that I used Calvin Johnson and Terrell Owens as the first two people. Because... No one would question the fact that they're Hall of Famers. So we're going to go back to this main point that we talked about before. If Stefan Diggs was able to make Josh Allen, who's actually trash without him, but Calvin Johnson didn't make Matthew Stafford. I mean, he helped him be really good. We know that. And Terrell Owens didn't make Donovan McNabb. He helped him peak. If those two things weren't true, but Stephon Diggs can make Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs is the greatest receiver ever. He's clearly better than Megatron. Clearly better than Terrell Owens. If that was true, it's not. But if it was, that would be the case. Let's look at another one, just for fun. Let's use one of the other greatest receivers of all time. Some people think the greatest receiver of all time. Randy Moss was with New England In 2007, 2008, and 2009. During those seasons, Tom Brady had a completion percentage of 67.2, a touchdown percentage of 6.8, an interception percentage of 1.8, and a rating of 1066. If you average out every single year that Tom Brady spent with the New England Patriots after Randy Moss left, 64.2% completion percentage, 5.5 touchdown percentage, 1.4 interception percentage, and a rating of 99.6. So clearly, like Donovan McNabb, his statistical peak happened with Randy Moss in New England. With the uh, top five, top three, some people's top one, greatest receiver of all time. But was he a bad quarterback without him? So Randy Moss didn't make Tom Brady. T.O. didn't make Donovan McNabb. Megatron didn't make Matt Stafford. But Stephon Diggs made Allen? The same Josh Allen, whose first two years in the league were worse than Brady's pre-Moss years, worse than McNabb's pre-Owen's years, and we can't use Stafford and Calvin Johnson because... Stafford had always played with Calvin Johnson up until the time when he didn't, which is one of the reasons why the narrative was Stafford's going to be nothing without Calvin Johnson because the second Calvin Johnson came in, Stafford was his quarterback. So those greatest receivers ever weren't able to make a quarterback, but Stephon Diggs can do it and make a quarterback who had played worse than the averages of two of those quarterbacks. Before the arrival of Stephon Diggs. So it's reductive. It hasn't happened, even with the greatest receivers of all time. And if it did happen, Stephon Diggs is the greatest receiver in the history of football. And if that's the case, your team should have been willing to trade a first round pick for him that was in the 20s. If you're willing to die on that hill, if you're willing to follow me logically and conclude, yes, you know what, Bruce, you're totally right. Stephon Diggs is the greatest receiver in the history of football, and that's the reason why he made Josh Allen. Okay, why didn't your team trade a first-round pick for him? Why didn't they trade multiple firsts for him? Why was the narrative going around at the time of the trade that if Stephon Diggs doesn't like life with Kirk Cousins, he's really not going to like it with Josh Allen? So the narrative was Allen is going to drag Diggs down. He's going to be unhappy and pout because he doesn't get the ball as much because Josh Allen's garbage quarterback and is inaccurate. And then also when it was over, Stefan Diggs pulled up Allen. So Diggs went from being able to be drugged down by Allen to pulling up Allen, but he didn't pull up Kirk Cousins to the same level. So Worst case scenario, you think Allen's better than Kirk Cousins? Is that where we're at? It makes no logical sense. And when you pursue this all the way out to its logical conclusions, the notion that Stefan Diggs made Josh Allen, the person will come apart because there's no logic to stand on, there's no historical reference. There's no logical standpoint. You have nothing to go on. The only thing you have to go on is basic cause and effect, which is Alan played this way without him. Alan played this way with him. That's it. That's all you've got. And if your depth of thinking is that shallow, then maybe I shouldn't be wasting my time talking to you at all. So you have two options now, Bills Mafia. You can either decide... That you'd like to have a little bit of fun, maybe throw this podcast out there at them, who knows? Maybe poke some logical holes in them, or you can just ignore them. You can take Josh Allen's advice with the logo that is on the front of a 26 shirts order. Ignore them. Those are your options. Because the notion that Stefan Diggs made Allen and as such solely responsible for his jump in 2020. Is absurd. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm Bruce Nolan, Buffalo Rumblers.